Welcome back, and today we are popping a cap in mentality. I'm your host, Brady. And I'm your co-host, Gage. Well, today, like we said on our last episode, we are going to dabble in the um, mentality, um, into the mentality subject today. Um, and when we say mentality, we don't mean, like, disabilities as of, um, Asperger's, uh, Down Syndrome, uh, we don't mean anything like that. We mean stuff that pretty much a lot of the country has, like ADHD, ODD, uh, ADD, uh, PTSD, OCD, and a lot of the abbreviated stuff. Yeah, a lot of the abbreviated stuff, but, uh... Um, well, we're not going to talk about today's STDs. Yes, we're not going to talk about those. Uh, or HIVs. Or none of those. Um, now, I am going to uh, pass it over to the counselor here, the Mr. Psychology Engage. Thank you, sir. Um, may, the big one I want to talk about that is not talked about enough, or some people it's talked about too much, it's ADHD. Considering that I and most of my friends have it, yes, some of them may be self-diagnosed, <clears throat> but here are some surefire ways to self-diagnose yourself with ADHD. Are you... Do you get hyper-fixated on one specific thing for hours on end until someone finally distracts you from it, and then you get really mad? Yeah, that sounds like you. Okay, let's do another test. Do you constantly have one person or one thing that gets in your mind 24-7? Now, a lot of you would just call that, oh, it's so lovey-dovey-dovey-dovey. No. A lot of the time, that is you hyper-fixating on a person while you're doing stuff. Does that sound like you? Yes? Okay. Cool. No? I'm sorry. Um, if any of these things remind you of yourself, then you most likely have the beginning stages of ADHD. But uh, let me go ahead and uh, make this clear. We are not doctors. We are not trained professionals. We are just kids who have studied this stuff. Um, he has studied medical um, health and uh, health and wellness, and I have studied uh, medical science. Um, so I am more into the uh, organs and stuff like that, while he is more of the brain and uh, all that stuff, just to clear that up. Now, when you have... Okay, I'm going to touch a subject that a lot of you don't want me to is my personal not-so-far-away past. In the beginning of this year, on January 9th of 2023, the lovely year, I lost my father. And with that came a lot of PTSD remembrance. My dad was in prison for 15 years, 7 months, and 3 days. Whereas, I don't like to speak about that. I have to. Because that's where I gained most of my psychedelic knowledge. Because he, while being in prison for that time, 
took a lot of the time in the hole that he actually did on purpose. He took a lot of that time reading psychology books, mainly children's psychology books and middle-aged men and women's psychology books. But um, most people would uh, call that uh, going mentally insane. A lot of people would, but Dad did it for the betterment of himself because he intentionally got sent to the hole just so he could read books. And with that comes a lot of overwhelming proudness. Because I get to tell a lot of people that the reason I am who I am now is because of my dad. Am I proud of who he was? No. Am I proud of who he has become over the time? Yes, obviously. But, um, with that comes PTSD. And I'm extremely happy to say that I will sit down and talk to you. Not like a therapist, but I will sit down and talk to you about any issues that are persisting in your life. But, um, if you go to our microsite, my information's in there. And if you need to talk to my brother, I will personally give you his information. But, um, on the ADD thing, it's kind of like ADHD, but with a minor difference. No one can break your hyperfixation. When you're hyperfixated on something, you desperately need to think about that one thing so your mind does not allow you to break from it. When I think of ADD, a lot of people just think, oh, it's add, so you add a couple things to it. No, that's, <laughs> that's not what it is. Um, um, and just to let uh, some of you people know that about the ADHD and the ADD, um, I have been medically, um, I have been medically diagnosed with uh, both. Um, now, um, Gage, my co-host, has only been diagnosed. No. Um, Both of my, all of my mental illnesses, as you would call them, are self, have been self-diagnosed. Uh, my two, ADHD and ADD, are um, medically diagnosed. Like right now, I'm fiddling with something. Like all the time when we're doing this podcast, I am fiddling with something because of my ADHD. <clears throat> um... Another one I'd like to talk about is ODD. While being on the ambulance for the two or three months that I was, um, I met one kid. He was four-year-old, has asthma, and he was having breathing issues. The stupid medics didn't give the medications they gave him enough time to start working. So he was having his asthma attacks. And they gave him medicine, but did not give it any time to work. So we got him, got him put in his car seat, and we were on our way to the hospital. We learned from the dad that he has undiagnosed ODD. ODD is Obsessive Denial Disorder. What that means is, any question you are asked from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed is going to be no. So... What me and my mom have learned is anytime you want to talk to someone and ask them questions, don't ask them questions, give them options. Like if you want to ask someone, hey, with ODD, hey, where do you want to go eat? Or do you want to go eat somewhere? They're going to say, no. Ask them, 
where do you want to go eat? And then they're going to tell you. Or they're going to tell you they're not hungry. Um, which I have learned a little bit about ODD. It's not a very easy mental illness to live with because of the fact you can really only say no and there's not much else you can do about it. Um, I'm going to ask my host, Bird, if he would like to say anything on ODD before um, I move on to the next illness. A lot of people would look at ODD and say um, it's narcissism. Um, and uh, for those people that look at it like, like that, um, I'd like to say that you are completely wrong. ODD and um, narcissism are two different things. ODD is something that people cannot work with, and I mean, it's not. It's if it if you have it, you're stuck with it. The only thing that could stop it is medication, and, and, it, and no that, one that likes don't taking medications. Well, that and it don't really work. <clears throat> and uh, with uh, with uh, ODD as well and narcissism. Um, yes, they have a lot of the same qualities. They do. But narcissism is more of a thing that uh, most people that have narcissists, or is, is that are narcissistic, uh, they, uh, they have a tendency to do that and know that they do that. Um, now, there are a lot of people that, um, that have been um, diagnosed with ODD that also are narcissistic. And uh, those people are no offense to them, but they are extremely hard to be around. Um, I have a friend like that, um, and they are absolutely, I mean, I'm really their only friend that they have because of that. Um, now, I would like to uh, kind of branch off and go on to OCD. Ooh. Which a lot of people have. Um, well, hold on. Let me back that up. A lot of people say that they have a OCD. A lot of people claim to have they have OCD. Um, but the people who genuinely have OCD are never, they never are lazy. They never are, um, they never are, uh, they're never lazy. I mean, they never are. Now the people that say, oh, I have OCD, blah, 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 blah. They have a tendency to be lazy. People that have OCD actually are never lazy. They are always cleaning. They always think the house looks horrible. They always think the car looks horrible. They always think that everything around them is horrible. And also, they always have to clean. Also, a little fun thing you can do if you ever want to add a little bit of chaos into your life. Find a friend that has OCD. Invite them over and slightly tilt every single picture frame in the house. Because me and mom used to do that to dad all the time, and he had OCD to the fourth degree. So doing that really ticked him off, but it was very funny. Because he would go through for hours straightening up the pictures, straightening up plants, straightening up everything. Now, he handed me a board and screws one time. A board, screws, and a screwdriver. And he told me, here, I want you to take this screwdriver or this uh, drill and drill all these screws in to this piece of board because we were making something. Can't remember what it was. But it took me about 30 minutes and I drilled every single screw in leaving about half an inch up. 
I left them, and they were anywhere from an inch to a quarter inch off from each other, which is a lot, depending on who you have OCD with, and um, I don't think it was too bad, because all of them were like a quarter to a half an inch off. Yeah. Which ain't bad. Um, and I was freeballing it, so I was really just looking at them and hoping and praying I was making the correct angles. Um, but another thing with OCD is a lot of people love to make fun of it because it looks like you have <laughs> obsessive cat disorder or obsessive you-know-what disorder. Um, it's a very fun thing to mess with, and it's not very easy to have because I have it in every little thing I look at that's not straight messes with me. Um, no, gay people don't count. Um, but with that, I say... OCD is not easy to deal with, considering the fact that I used to have it, and I still do to a certain degree. Um, there will be times where my OCD messes with my, or my ADHD messes with my OCD, and my ADHD will get me up and cleaning, but my OCD won't let me stop until I'm done. Um, now, I don't have OCD, I, uh, at all. <laughs> Uh, I just have a very bad case of ADHD, which there are some times where I will just have a random spike of clean. Um, like, uh, we have uh, a PlayStation 3, a PlayStation... Uh, we have two PlayStation 3s, a PlayStation 4, and a PlayStation... and an Xbox uh, that are on our uh, mantle thing, our TV thing. And uh, they were all sprawled out, wires everywhere. They were just... they were dead. they didn't look great. And then I had a little ADHD thing, and I cleaned them, and I put them in order from oldest to newest. Which is very good. But now, we have an issue. I have, when I get my Xbox here, I'm going to have to redo all that, change all that. And then we have another PS4 that we're probably going to bring in here. And um, so it's going to be a whole shit show. My, my issue with what he just said is now he has the Xbox and the PS4 hooked to the TV. So, if he leaves his Xbox on and I go to play PS4, it will let me, but it's draining in the internet constantly. But, um, anyway, back on the mental illnesses, um... One that I, my friend, and my mom have is PTSD. You PTSD can add me is, to you can add me to that train. I am my brother too. But we have post traumatic stress disorder. If you didn't know what that was, and anyone that is living with that currently, I'm extremely proud of you because I know how that is. I've had to resort to multiple ways of communicating with myself in order to fix what I have. And it doesn't fix it, it just helps. Which is why I get lost in my world of music, I get lost in my world of had hop <laughs> hobbies, I get lost in worlds of habits. <laughs> I have I have honestly gotten lost in so many crazy things 
just to help with PTSD, and it doesn't help. Yeah. It only numbs it for a minute. Yeah, um, now with my PTSD, uh, my PTSD came from a car accident that I had when I was little. Um, you talk to them, I'm going to go run and grab me another drink. Alright, with bag addiction now. Um, now, I have um, car PTSD. Um, anytime that I get into a vehicle, um, I immediately start backseat driving. And uh, that also has to do with my ADHD, but my PTSD uh, also has a bad thing uh, to do with it. Um, so... When I was little, um, we were sitting at this intersection waiting on this grandma to turn. Uh, she was not turning. It took, she was taking way too long. And a guy in a green 2006 Dodge Ram uh, was going 75 and the speed limit was 45. Because uh, uh, he was in a place where apparently you have to drive at a speed of slow. Uh huh. And we were sitting there, and, uh, <coughs> uh, I apologize, um, he hit us in our truck, I, uh, I put my phone in the middle of the, uh, console thing to give it to my mom, and, uh, our truck folded inwards, and my head went in the back of the window, went under the seat, I turned basically into a ball. With firemen, paramedics, my mom, my stepdad, they couldn't get me out. Uh, so they had to, they had to uh, remove the seat out of the truck get me uh, out of it and uh, they laid me on the ground and uh, all I remember is looking up to the sky and uh, just seeing just looking and there was no clouds in the sky that day it was just a it was just a sun and uh, I was screaming uh, my mom was hysterical, um, and there was this black lady, her name was Teresa, she held me as I, as I bled out, um, and I died that day, I died, I did. And it was by the grace of God that that I survived. Got me to the hospital. That I was I was I was dead. Um, I woke up. They brought me back. I woke up. My room, my hospital room, was filled with family members. Uh, and uh, there's only one person that was there that that wasn't there that I wanted to be there. That was my dad. 
My dad was nowhere to be heard from. Not, didn't call. Did nothing. <clears throat> but, uh, that's why, that's why I'm a very big religious guy. It's because God saved my life that day. Um, and, uh, that's why I don't, yeah, I've done things in my life that I, I, I can't bring back, but that's why today that I finally realized, well, not today, today, but um, here recently I figured out that I got to hold on to everything that I got because I might lose it tomorrow. Um, and that's why the person that I'm with I'm not going to lose them. I will die before I lose him. My brother, I will die before I lose him. I will die before I lose anything. And the person that I'm with is, is going to sound cringy. It's going to sound whoop-de-doo-y, whatever. But, uh, they are the love of my life. And I'm not giving that up for anything. Not a damn thing. Not a million dollars, not two million dollars, not three, not four, not five, not six, not five billion. I'm keeping her until I die. Um, now that is, uh, I'll apologize about the uh, little breakdown thing that I had, uh, but, uh, I'm going to give it back to my brother here, uh, Patreon. <clears throat> so, um, there have been multiple occasions where PTSD has kicked in for me. When my dad died was one of them. When I first cried, my first, very first time, was my first bicycle wreck. I was like six, maybe seven. And when I fell, I was, I was coming down the corner of my road, and I stood up, turned it, and pedaled, and I kicked a rock out from under my bike. I went down with my bike, <coughs> and my head landed on the handlebars. The handlebars were not uh, padded at all. Um, as a matter of fact, they were just pure steel. So, whenever my head hit, it gashed my throat open. Revealing the blood, fat, and tendons under it. We had one set of stitches. I had 11 total. Three inside, eight outside. I went to the doctor... No walk-in clinic would take me, so we ended up going to an ER. They took me, they took me back, sewed me up, now I'm good. Now it's like 10 years later, I'm, all, I'm fine, I'm alright, I'm alive, and I'm ready to get back on a bike. But, um, I've had 
a rather uneventful life. Um, unless you count a couple of the things I had fun with. Um, other than that, I've had a pretty uneventful life. Um, this year has been rather crazy for me. So in the beginning of it, I lost my dad. Then me and mom were trying to figure out what to do with me. Because I'm not really old enough to go anywhere. So I can't stay home alone. So we figured that mom could take me to work with her. So I went to work with her. I sat at the station the whole time. I got really, really bored. Um, my birthday came. And Ma's boss decided, hey, let's just, let's see what he can do on a truck. So, they gave me a uniform. Well, I had to go buy the uniform. Um, I hopped up in the truck and I ran my first call. My first call was a heart attack. This little old man fell out in a chicken factory. What I mean by chicken factory is he was processing the chicken to make chicken nuggets to feed us fat people. Um, <laughs> he was working in there and he had his little suit strapped in and he was working and he had a heart attack. Passed out. We got there. The floor is soaked in water. So we're thinking we're going to get electrocuted at any point in time. <coughs> and um, we walk in and we pick him up, put him on the cot, get him out. We called Lifestar for a landing zone. And they had one at the ball field. So we went up there, put him in the Lifestar, and they took off with him. It took him like five minutes to get to the hospital, whereas it would have taken us 15 minutes. Um, my first death was a... <coughs> it was a man that... His girlfriend called 911, and we got to the house, and I had the heart monitor strapped over my shoulder. We ran inside the house, and Mom's partner told me to put down the uh, heart monitor because he's dead. And this old man was sitting on his head in the floor. Somehow, I don't know how, but um, <clears throat> it turned out that he had missed one of his beer deliveries. Somehow he gets those. But, um, he missed a beer delivery, and Mom, being her explorative self, went and explored the house. Um, what she found was unspeakable, but I am going to say a couple of them. She found four hypodermic needles and two bottles of benazepril under his pillow. Used. Which, if anybody don't know what that is, that is basically death in a bottle. It is. If it's... used too much. Because it's basically used for if someone goes into a heart attack, it's basically used to pull them out of it and level out their heart rate. But this guy was just using it, I don't know why, but he died because he burst one of his lungs because he went to cough, his lungs inflated, hit his ribs, and busted. When it, when it busted, his lungs filled with blood, and he died. Um, there's nothing worse than walking into a house, seeing the dead body, 
and then seeing the frantic girlfriend smacking, hitting, tearing holes in walls, throwing stuff, and you're standing there like, what am I supposed to do? That's another reason why I've gained a reason to help people. Because that, that's fucked. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we are coming to our uh, ending. Thirty minute mark. Um, hey, how about I'm gonna I'm let the viewers decide this one. Somehow they're gonna do that. But how about we make a really long episode? When what episode? Next episode, maybe. Sure. But um, right, I'm gonna uh, finish out this story and then we'll close off. Whenever we left the scene, there were three cops, the city sheriff. And a fire truck. The firefighters, cops, everybody was standing outside. This was a house out in BFE. And if none of you know what that is, that's bumfuck Egypt. That's like way out in the middle of nowhere. Um, but after we left the scene, we got called back to the scene to sign off a DNR for the lady. Um... But I, we are reaching our ending point. We're making this one a 30-minute episode. But um, I'm going to let him use our outro. I'll put my input into it. We'll close out. Um, everybody have a, as we say, good morning, good day, good evening, good night. Um, in the next episode, uh, we will be combining two, uh, two uh, subjects. Uh, one subject is going to be um, something that I used to do. Um, it is called uh, Shaolin Training, but uh, it is uh, martial art. Um, and uh, then we're going to merge that with, uh, with a little bit of uh, political talk. Um... And uh, this has been Brady and Gage. Have a wonderful night, everybody. And uh, be good, be safe, don't do anything stupid. This don't has been. Anything we would do. Basically. This has been BG Podcasting Brothers. Good evening. Mm-hmm.